steps and all that. And then the manager leaves the room and then there's the meeting after the meeting. Well, that's the yep. dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know where yep. they come up with this stuff. And now you've yep. got a, a cohort in the room who was part of the creation of it and yep. they can fight for the idea. Yep. Well, yeah. No, no, you, you know, you make a good point. We, you know, we actually looked at that and yep. this is why it wasn't feasible and why we decided to go this route. And so your, your, your idea, you know, you know, has a champion in the room when you leave the room uh, yeah. because they helped build it, they helped create it, and therefore we'll, we'll, we'll find ways to, to help it move forward. Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey, Marshall, you're uh, you're looking into the face of somebody who's in cool coaching mode. Oh, yeah, I can tell by the product in your hair. Now, that, you, all right, that, that so, cool, cool is where you are going for today. I can tell, and and not just your approach, but your look. Oh well, you know, thank you. Um, uh, it's uh, what what's called high hold, low shine, matte finish. Uh, my wife uh, basically on our first Valentine's Day together said, I love you. And here's some hair product. So uh, so I've been wearing it ever since. Uh, <clears throat> are, you a, are you a fop or are you a dapper Dan man? <laughs> uh, I'm a, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm actually a Lockhart's man, Ooh. which is made in Michigan. Uh, Local, very waxy. Uh, so yeah, it's nice, nice uh, sort of you know small batch local stuff um, that my barber turned me onto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, small batch single barrel hair, so, single barrel, right? Yes. Nice, high proof. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, I, but that's not why I'm in cool coaching mode, Mike. As much as you got me onto that tangent, um, I'm in cool coaching mode because you told me, hey, why don't you interview me in cool coaching mode? And so, so I'm going to do that now. And I and I've got an opening question, Mike. Um, uh, what is the significance of the IKEA background that you have in your uh, backdrop there on the video screen? Yeah. So yeah, but, uh, yeah. For those of us on the podcast, uh, the background screen is an IKEA, uh, you know, store, uh, the large blue store uh, where everything you buy everything, and it comes with a helping of frustration. Uh, with you know with all their products and so that's always very exciting uh but the uh the the uh, the the genesis of that was a research paper i read from uh, the the harvard business school and, mm -hmm. and i have to admit i don't read a lot of research papers from the harvard business school uh, mm -hmm. but you know in this case i needed to get a life and uh the the title intrigued me it said when when labor leads to love hmm and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, this yeah, when, when labor leads to love, right?" So the hook was was wonderfully. And so you don't see that in a lot of research papers. They don't have that 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 hook that draws you in. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and and what was the, what would be the application of this to to our world and to the world of uh, leadership, management, coaching, and things like that? And well, I can automatically say, I mean, labor. We tend to be involved in that in our workplaces that we uh, help with coaching and consulting. And love is also something that we are involved with, you know, the engagement of the employee to, uh, you know, just uh, be all in on, you know, what they're doing and their team. So, uh, yeah, you have me intrigued already. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where, where a, a, a tangent of that is a lot of times I will, I will ask a group, all right, show of hands. How many of you highly value your own opinion? Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty universal on that yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, do you like babies and puppies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You get the same answer. And, right. uh, and then uh, the next question is how many of you are opposed to your ideas mm. like no i love all my ideas yeah nope. I, I, yeah I, my only problem with my ideas is more people aren't paying attention to them yep, yep. more people aren't adopting them and so uh this paper kind of speaks to that so uh just to give you a sense of how they write a, a research paper I'll, I'll read you the abstract uh, in a series of studies in which consumers assembled ikea boxes folded origami and built sets of Legos, we demonstrate and investigate the boundary conditions for what we term the Ikea effect dun, 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 <laughs> of both utilitarian and hedonic, is it hedonic or hedonic? Hedonic, I guess. Hedonic products as similar in value to the creation of experts and expected others to share their opinions. Our account suggests that labor leads to increased valuation only when labor results in the successful completion of tasks. Thus, when participants build and then destroy their creations or fail to complete them, the IKEA effect dissipated. Oh, interesting. Ooh, yeah, so we'll have to explore that. Finally, we show that labor increases the valuation of completed products not just for consumers who profess an interest in do-it-yourself projects, but even for those who are relatively uninterested. We mm. discuss the implications of IKEA effect for marketing managers and organizations more generally. Wow, right? A lot there. Yeah, you can kind of see how people quit reading. <laughs> <laughs> I get that point, they're like, how are talking about? Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go watch a TikTok video. Well, I think I get the 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 basic first part there that um, if if I have some uh, effort that I have to extend on creating whatever it is I'm creating, um, I'm more invested in it and probably think that it's uh, probably a higher quality than if I just had something handed to me. Oh yeah, definitely. So yeah, you're on, you're definitely on the right track. The, the the first example they used is in the 1950s they invented instant cake mixes. Yeah. And the instant cake mix, unlike the one we have today in the, the when it was first invented, all you had to do was add water. Mm. And they found that people didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Right? They they weren't baking it and taking it to the school fundraiser or to the family picnic or whatever. Uh, and then when they looked at it, they decided that they had done too much. Too much. And yeah. so now the, the current instant cake mixes require you to add an egg, butter, yep. right? And so when no. they when they, no. they made it less complete and yep. you had to add more ingredients, now you proudly take it to the, <laughs> to mm. the family picnic and go, yeah, I baked the cake. <laughs> like, How about that? How it's, about that? Yeah, so... Uh, they talk about uh, Build-A-Bear, mm -hmm. where you pay you know, a premium for this product, and then you have to supply the manufacturing yep. <laughs> of the product. 
And yep. so you 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 select it, you build it, you're 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 instrumental there when it's put together. Those people tend to value those more highly, and they tend to pay a higher premium for those. Huh. And then there was another instance where they where they the, before they got into their research, previous research, where they talked about, and I'd never heard this term before, haycations. So a oh hay yeah. Oh, going yeah. to a farm and working on it and yeah yeah, yeah. great yeah I, I i i never yeah haycation is yeah you yeah. go to the farm you're a hired hand but they know that that when you eat the food that you harvested yep. oh, that food is so much tastier and that is true <laughs> that is 100 percent true yeah yeah that's not... out of your own garden you're like yeah yeah that's so that's yeah that yeah my brain has nothing to do with that it's actually tastier yeah, yeah. well that's what the paper kind of goes into right Fascinating. So, so the ikea effect was when uh if you bought a very simple ikea product just a a box uh, and uh if you if you built the box and so they had people build the box and then they uh, they they asked them to assign a, a bid to it. How much would you pay for this particular mm -hmm. item? And then they asked people who hadn't built the box the same question, right? Here's mm -hmm. a fully assembled IKEA box. What would you pay for it? And the difference was was stunning. Uh, you know, <laughs> the people who assembled the box were willing to pay a whole lot more. They, they placed yeah. so much more valuation on the, the product uh, than those uh, who hadn't participated in the construction of it. And they even did some, the, they said, all right, so maybe maybe there's something to the fact that because they assembled that box, they would be willing to pay more for it. And so they, they you know, organized the research in such a way that, that you know, would you, would you give it, you know, buy it and give it to somebody else? Would you pay more money for it? So yeah, because they were like, okay, we there there could be a bias. I built it, so it's mine, so I want it. Yeah. But yeah. if you built it and we're going to buy it and give it to somebody else, they still thought it was worth more. Is that right? <laughs> you know, uh, so so it didn't have anything that they were able to exclude the variable of I built it, so I have ownership in it, and therefore I want it. No, if I put it together, I saw value, higher value to it, no matter who was the going to be the recipient. Mm. You're making me think about um, maker spaces. Uh, so I don't know if you're familiar with that, but uh, we we have one here locally. I have a cousin who's involved in it, and it's it's basically sort of a, a workshop studio space where they have equipment, um, and it could be anything. It could be you know uh, it could be sewing machines. It could be welding tools. It could be you know wood wood shop uh, you know tools. Uh, you know, power machines, things that people maybe wouldn't have at home. I think they have some 3D printers. They have, uh, you know, just all sorts of things where you're making something. And the idea is that you subscribe and help, you know, pay the rent for all these, you know, various tools in the space and you can come and make things. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's, you know, um, I, I think it's fair to say that it's kind of a hipster concept. Um, but it, but at the same time, it's it's like they're doing very old things, you know, kind of like the haycation, right? You know, like let's let's go farm, let's get back to nature and and make something out of the earth. And uh, th this is, I, I would say, this is probably on a cosmic level something that we are hardwired to do. You know, like uh, J.R.R. Tolkien called it um, subcreation. 
you know, that, that you're made by a creator. He made you in his image. So guess what? You like creating too. And, and uh, it's, it's, you're hardwired to do it. So, so there's gotta be something innate in us that values, you know, participating in that activity, whatever it is, you know, whether, whether it's, you know, making a, you know, making an Ikea stool or, uh, you know, making a work of art or dare I say, making something in the workplace. Mm -hmm. No, I think you're exactly right. And, and yeah, I love the idea of it. Yeah. Creation begetting creation. Right. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, a neat idea. All right. So, so put on your coaching ad and, and, and ask me something like, all right, so what is the downside of this in the workplace? Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me think about this. <clears throat> Mike, what are some downsides to this in the workplace? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> the, uh, well, the, so the, the research talks about that if I'm a manager and, and I come up with this great idea that mm -hmm. in my opinion is a great idea and the, the, and it's not the best idea or it's maybe it's not even working. Mm-hmm getting me to abandon that idea is incredibly difficult. Mm -hmm. And we run into this all the time, yep. right? You're talking with a manager and yeah, you know, you know, we, you know, they're working on something. You can see it's not going well. And sometimes we even whip out our Dr. Phil. Yeah. So, so how's that working for you? Yep. <laughs> you know, and they yep. go, not good, but they won't let go of it yep. because they created it. It was their process. It was their word track. It was their yeah. system. It was their seating arrangement. It was wh whatever they built. Right, right. You know, because you always think, well, why is it, you know, we've heard this before, right? You know, the, the hardest part of change is is not getting the good idea, the new idea in, it's getting the old idea out. Yep. Well, it becomes immensely more difficult when the old idea was created by the yep. person that's doing it. Well, and just to let people in on uh, a little coaching lingo, uh, sometimes we talk about telling people their baby is ugly, right? They made a baby and now it's time to tell them that their baby is ugly. And and what's funny is like their baby isn't ugly, right? Like like their idea logically maybe is a better idea. You know, I came up with this pay plan and oh my gosh, people will just make so much more money. But they've only thought about it. It's funny, we, we were just talking about this. They thought about it rationally, but they didn't think about it emotionally what it was going to do to people. They didn't think about uh, the 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 uh, issue of sort of culture, you know, like, does this even fit our culture in, in how we're changing how we do things here? Uh, mm -hmm. And, uh, and if you haven't answered those questions, then your, your baby's pretty ugly, because it's just not going to be adopted. But I think I hear you saying that there's a, there's a different way here. Oh, yeah. Other people participate. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah. creation. We Oh, definitely. Well, and, and just one last thing on that. So as I'm thinking about it, maybe there's an additional coaching question that we need to ask mm. when somebody's resistant to change, uh, we need to ask, so where did this idea, where did the current process come from? You know, mm. what's, what's the origin story of the, of the current process? Well, you know, I came up with that. Great <laughs> it's like, oh, oh yeah. man. Ah, okay. Yeah. So now I've got a better sense of how hard is it going to be to, to, to change this? You know, we have some fellow coaches that I know listen to this, and I hope they double click on what you just said, because I think you've got a great point there. Hey, tell me the landmines, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was something that, you know, was passed down from corporate, 
and we adopted it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, and it's not working. I can probably get you to, can, to, to abandon that, that. <laughs> and, and maybe explore at least alternatives. But yeah, if you built that baby from the ground up, it was your brainchild. Oh. I woke up in the middle of the night in a flash of inspiration. Yes. And I sprawled down this process. I ran down the street naked, yelling, Eureka! <laughs> you know, I've, I've discovered the uh, the end-all, be-all. So, <laughs> so, yeah, so so something to think about there. All yeah. right, so, so let's think about the upside of this thing. Now, but before you go there, I, I, I do want to ask you, you mentioned uh, destruction of what you created being uh, being problematic, that, that that devalues it. Could you could you say a little more about that? Yeah, that was fascinating. So so two things uh, that, that decrease the valuation. If you built it and then the the instructors, uh, right, the, the people doing the study had you disassemble it. Uh, whether it was an Ikea box or in some cases they used Lego sets, even though, so you, they'd have you build something with Legos. They'd have you value it. You'd value it very high. They'd have other groups. They'd build it, take it apart and Mm -hmm. then have you value it. You, even though you had assembled it at one point, and even though in the case of Legos, it's made to be reassembled and unassembled and reassembled. That's part of the magic. Right. Right. They still valued it lower if if huh. it was if it was dismantled. Uh, if it, and huh. then the the other piece of it was if they stopped them before they completed it. Mm-hmm. So they let them get halfway through building the IKEA box, halfway through building their Lego set, and said, "All right, we're going to stop it here, and let's you know let's go through our valuation process." Yeah, if I if I had to take it apart, if I didn't uh, uh, complete it didn't feel that strongly about it. So, but before we move on to the upside, um, that reminds me of another study that was done on uh, getting uh, help from people that, uh, and, I, and I don't remember exactly how they measured it, but basically the, the finding was that if, if I asked you for help and you spent some time giving me advice or, you know, helping me with a project, you're stock in me you you found my stock went up i i was seen as more you know uh important or valuable to you than if i hadn't asked for help uh so so you've got somebody you know standing off to the side who does everything on their own and they're they're good to go that person didn't have as much value in your eyes as me who you had invested in and spent time in and you know i, I guess it's a little bit of a, a personal ikea effect and i wonder I, I don't think the study went there, but you know, what would have happened if I hadn't taken your advice, right? If I had disassembled all that time you spent with me, right? Um, th- th- it came up with a client recently that um, they had, they, they, were, they were working really hard on trying to listen better to the office. And the, the office had some processes that they wanted to make sure were done, et cetera, et cetera. And this person was doing it so religiously they were they really wanted to make sure they were following this new process and um and my question to them was um what could you do to make sure the office knows that you're doing that and so there was there was the opportunity to go back and say hey let me check with you guys could you help me is this right did i do this the right way and that's just a very simple way of communicating to the other side i really am listening i really am taking seriously your input and i really 
you know, want this to work out. And, you know, you know what happened. I mean, the, 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 the stock went up for both sides. So um, that, that's making me think that there's, there's lots of implications for seeing the Ikea effect at work, even on things that you don't, you know, make, make, but things that you, you know, just help with that you participate in. Mm-hmm. So, oh yeah. Anyway. No, no, I think it's a great point. Yeah. Cause we'll, you know, we'll, we'll work with somebody and they don't do anything that we talk about. Yeah. yeah. We tend to not see them in a favorable light, <laughs> Yeah, yep. you know, you know, and think of all the terms we had, you know, they're, they're hard headed. They're, they're, yep. they're full headed. They're, 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 yep. they're, you know, they're dug in that they're unmovable. They're yep. uncoachable. Uh, they're, yeah. Yeah. Uncoachable. Yeah. All this stuff that, that we assign to that. Yeah. Great uh, stuff. But yeah, when they're working with us, they're trying not all of our ideas, but just a few. Yeah. That's that's this good guy. guy. That's somebody I yeah. can work with right there. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's got potential. <laughs> all right. So you you say there are some upsides to the IKEA effect in the workplace. So yeah, thinking about it from the standpoint of of customers and team members. Uh, from the team member standpoint, we, you know, for years we've we've worked with organizations, and one of our one of the things that we did was a continuous improvement team. Yep. Uh, where we got a cross functional group of employees. Here's a here's a problem. You know, analyze the problem. Yeah. You, you know. You know. Collect some data. Analyze it. Figure yep. out some ideas. Let's figure out a recommendation, and then let's go execute it. Yep. And so it goes back to the idea that people don't oppose their own ideas. And oftentimes these teams come up with stuff that the manager probably was thinking about. uh, And in some cases, it's a completely new idea that the the leadership wasn't thinking about. And so the goal is, is to have first followers, to have supporters of the idea in the room, in the meeting after the meeting. Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, we gather the team together and go, hey, you know, the guys have come up with this great idea We're we're going to do it and, and I need your support. And, you know, here's the steps and all that. And then the manager leaves the room and then there's the meeting after the meeting. Well, that's the yep. dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know where yep. they come up with this stuff. And now you've yep. got a, a cohort in the room who was part of the creation of it and yep. they can fight for the idea. Yep. Well, yeah. No, no, you, you know, you make a good point. We, you know, we actually looked at that and yeah. this is why it wasn't feasible and why we decided to go this route. And so your, your, your idea, you know, you know, has a champion in the room when you leave the room uh, yeah. because they helped build it, they helped create it. And therefore we'll, we'll, we'll find ways to, to help it move forward. If I get a chance to weigh in, I'm more likely to buy in. Yep. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's a bumper sticker right there. That that could be a t-shirt. Already got it. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. (laughs) uh, We'll we'll sell those on the HipSocket website, sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're going with merch? Yeah. (laughs) We got a merch store? I love this. Oh, and and welcome to our many new listeners from our Jane Austen sarcasm podcast that for some reason went viral. We're Uh, going to work on that. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we're pretty sure it wasn't us. It was Jane Austen. Yeah, we're pretty certain. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, we've studied it. That's what happened. So, yeah. so think about this in terms of the customer. We've already talked about yeah. instant cake messes, uh, mixes, build a bear, haycations. Uh, I had a store, and and at one point, and this was a dealership, and they got the customer involved in appraising their trade-in vehicle. 
Oh, that's genius. So yeah. they, they had an iPad and on the iPad was the, the software that the store used, yep. uh, you know, the checklist of things to look at when you appraise a car. So they would give the iPad to the customer. The customer and the salesperson would go out, look at the car and they'd walk around the car and they'd go, uh, yeah, the, the windshield uh, looks fantastic. Click, it gets a check mark. Oh, the back glass has got a crack in it. Make a note there. Yep. Some door dings, tires at 50%. Da-da, right and so the customer would push all the buttons on the ipad and at the end they'd hit the button to complete the appraisal and then boom number would pop up yep much i believe more, that number yeah much more acceptance for that number because i built it yep. i made that number happen and yep. in, in all reality these are all the things that we had to go explain to the customer if they didn't participate yeah, we, we met with resistance. So the, the number was going to be the same either way. The reality was, uh, yeah, when I come back to you and go, hey, did you know there was a crack in your windshield? Did you know that your tires were 50 yeah. percent? Did you know there were some door dings? Well, yeah, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to start to push back. You're just devaluing my trade in. Yeah, you're just trying to steal it. It's, you know, uh, you know, and because it's mine, I think it's worth more anyway, because it's mine. Right. <laughs> you know, I've kept always garage kept it. You know, I yeah. never parked it under a tree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it only got oiled, you know, from France, uh, you know, from vineyards in France. So, um, well, it's the Ikea effect, right? I mean, exactly. they're invested in their product. Yeah. So, so yeah, this, this, yeah. Getting the customer involved, uh, letting them help build it, uh, let them participate in it, uh, has tremendous value for your, uh, for your organization. Very it clever. Lowers resistance, increases trust. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So That's the last great. the last thing I'll share with you on this topic is this horrifying. It wasn't in this report, but I was reading another report because I have no life. And the this one was talking about uh, daughters and oh dating. I have and some of those. Yes, you you got at least two. Yeah. So as of this recording. <laughs> no, we're done. We're done. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> the uh, so. So the, 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 they studied, all right, so if, if you go on a date, like your daughter goes on a date with somebody who's fairly well off, fairly well to do, pick them up in a nice car, take them to a nice restaurant. We, you know, every, everything is, is top of the line, nice, right? Mm-hmm. This is a person of, of some means, right? That is a good date. They go on a date with the next guy Mm-hmm. And they, they've got it to date. Right before the date, the guy calls and says, hey, listen, uh, I don't have any money, um, but I make oh. money by playing a guitar uh, on the street corner. Would you want to go with me and do some busking? Yeah. <laughs> and so they go to the street corner and he plays the guitar and she shakes the cup and, and right. uh, you know, they make enough money. And they go out to dinner. I see where this is going. Oh, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah, the horror. Right? <laughs> so so when you when when they look at, you know, which two dates were the most interesting, engaging, which one did they value more? The one where they helped build the date when they participated yeah. in the fundraising and, and, you know, you know, helped, you know, make it all happen. Right. To value that more than the, the, the date where everything was provided for you with no one. Yeah. I buy that. And so, I yeah. So when the daughter comes home and goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave home and run away with the out of work musician. 
well, what what about Tommy who's studying finance <laughs> and has the in-ground pool and the, the cars? <laughs> what about I like Tommy? <laughs> you know, like, well, you know, this guy, uh, you know, yeah. I've, I've invested in that. We're so, we're invested now. Yeah. 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 So I, I don't know what fathers can do with this information uh, except lay awake at night uh, and sweat. Uh, yeah. It's uh I, I guess I'm I'm gonna really avoid farming kids too. You know, yeah, why don't you come out and weed with me? No, no, <laughs> no, you need somebody who's gonna take you to the movies. <laughs> yeah, already done movies. Uh, yeah, they're just completed and showing in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, so some some actually really practical things here around not just dating. But uh, what you do with your employees, I know you and I have uh, been uh, doing some workshops recently talking about creating a scoreboard for a department or for uh, a business, Mm -hmm. you know, get your people involved in creating that scoreboard. And guess what? There's going to be an increase in buy-in. And then I hadn't even thought about the idea of getting your, you know, your customers involved with just some transparency about going through the process and having them uh, involved in the steps that there's more buy-in there. So uh, lots of, lots of good stuff here where we, what we do becomes more valuable just because we're involved in the, in the creation of it. It makes tons of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in the current environment where the, the pace of change is accelerating, yep. how do I increase the, the, my ability to, to make rapid changes Yep. and the applying this concept of labor leads to love yeah. uh, internally or externally yeah, yeah. It could be one of the one of the the breakthrough tools uh, in your toolbox. I love it. I love it. Well, um, I hope everybody was listening. And you know who's really invested in our podcast? Um, he's created countless voiceover intros and outros. And it definitely was a labor of love because we didn't pay him a dime. And he's pointed that out to us several times as Mr. John Wolf. <laughs> yes, he does bring that up. Uh, luckily we're immune to it (laughs) take it away mr wolf so go ahead and tweet that or share it any other way you want as always there are no rights reserved no trademarks no copyrights share it if you want to and join us next time on it doesn't take a genius that's good enough